Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word? Uh, the show that's about sign-on when inspires people to sustain their respective careers. My name is Shabal John, and thank you for joining me. Uh, we are back after a long hiatus, or, you know, I'm sorry, hiatus, but I'm very happy to be able to start the show with the guest of honor, which was Marlo Sosedo, who's the world artist. And she has a unique way of creating art because she uses words in her art to tell a story. And her work has been uh, actively commissioned uh, here in Houston, which includes uh, venues including Diverse Workout Space, Rondale Arts Center, and Art League Houston. Now, you're going to hear how she got into this. And uh, before we get started again with the show, we, I want to say that it's sponsored by Abel. Well, it started, I think, because my words are very small. I write really small, um, probably dating back to seventh grade when I would write notes. We would all write notes to people, fold them up, and pass them. And the, the smaller you could make your writing, the better, because then the teacher wouldn't read it. They would just throw it. So that, and then when I was in a graduate school program, um, it was a master's in business program at UT Austin. and there were a few creatives around me from fields like journalism, newspaper, um, radio, and one by one they all dropped out. So I had to do some soul searching and ask myself whether I really belonged in this program. And um, I needed to put my thoughts down and I wanted to make some kind of a journal, but I didn't want it to be a book. So I made a visual journal for myself as the first piece that I ever made. Um, I actually have a print of it that I can show, but it's basically me in a car, like traveling. So this is an example of the work that I do. So you can kind of see um, what it looks like with all the words in it. And after that, I started doing other pieces with other subjects. And so, that's very unique there. So, and first of all, you did, you graduated with that MBA, basically. I uh, did. From, I did. I stuck it out. So yes. That's really that's really cool. So, so of course now for the viewers that's uh, watching and for those who come and listen later on, uh, one of your artwork in the back in the background is is an example of what you do with your with words. So, can you share about that uh, art? That's art that you, that's in the background there. Sure, sure. So that is a sparrow. Um, it's a square piece. Um, it's probably about 12 by 12 actual sparrow inside the piece. And the sparrow's feathers are each made out of a single word. So I created a poem about North American sparrows. It was kind of a poem and kind of research. So I looked up everything having to do with North American sparrows, like where they live and what they eat and how high they fly and 
what colors they are and all of that. And then I took single words, so taking out just leaving verbs and nouns and adjectives and incorporated the big long list into the words that are on that piece. So I have a print of that as well that I can show up close if you want to see it. Yeah, uh, go ahead. That'll be, that'll okay. be great for us. Sure. So I hope it's not, so it's in plastic, but these are the feathers. You can kind of see the individual words inside the piece. But as you get pulled back from it, then it becomes, you know, just the bird. I, so, so basically, how long did it, does it take to create each each of these art? Because I know it takes a lot of uh, time and detail, basically. It is um, a very high maintenance, I guess, like way of creating art. Um, it's it's very detail-oriented and very intense. Uh, I would say it takes anywhere from about three weeks to three months to create a piece. Um, I can create a more simple piece in less time. It just depends on what it is. And so how how does this, like, you know, I mean, I know that, like, the world of social media has become, you know, fast-paced. So how can... How can this, uh, com you know, applies to to businesses or anyone who's doing social, you know, who's trying to build a brand basically with social? Through social? Um, well, I've done some projects in the past with large groups of people where they all contribute to a piece like this. So I'll block it off for them, and then they can put into the positive space something of themselves, so something in their handwriting or their signature, and then I'll use a GoPro to film the entire thing. So it's, it's like one of those, um, so it's like a fast motion, and you can see how a big piece can be created, and I think it's really good to build, not only to show creativity in a corporate atmosphere, but also to... Um, allow people to form a sense of community through the project, which then would be put up on the wall. So I've done a, f a few of these at this point. So I think putting a, um, something like that video on social media or talking about the event on social media, um, talking about what it means to all the people that are involved, I think that um, that is what is outside myself in terms of what uh, – it could bring to social media a lot of community projects and so basically so what i'm hearing there is that you know it's all about the community basically it's same with social you have to you know it takes time to build that community exactly exactly and i think that that's a way to reach out um for organizations However, um, with my own social media it's um it's the same idea um artists follow artists um um, lately, I've been um, connecting with writers because of this um, that my friend Leslie and I are doing. And I think that that's going to be great for local writers and artists to be connected in this community. And it could be a national thing as well. Obviously, on social media, it is uh, worldwide. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, it is absolutely all about connection. All right. And, and of course, uh, you have mentioned beforehand that uh –
your that your your part of the world South is really is one of the large, second largest, I believe, in the country. Yeah. And we got to, and I definitely remember, uh, you know, seeing all the artwork there. So, what what goes into the preparation in you know in in working like almost it's it's almost like a co-working space in a lot of ways, but but for artists. So can you share about how that works for you guys? Sure. Um, we each rent a space that's our space. In the same building, there are six different buildings now um, in Houston in an area called Sawyer Yards. So each building houses maybe 70 art studios. And we all open for events. So we're kind of like an art mall, if you will, because you can go through and go into every artist studio, and we're all different. So whatever type of art you like, you can find what you want you know, in your home Throughout the um, buildings. Yeah, and and that's and of course now uh, you know the, the thing is is like you know we've got a chance to see like see some of the artwork and and of course like we we're so of course this like you know the whole saying now sticks and stones will break my words break may break my bones but words can't hurt me but. In reality, it's like words really, you know, really brings life to anything. So, how can we, you know, use words carefully, and especially in the social space with the, you know, with what's going on? Like, how can we use words to bring positive light to to any uh, situation? Um, I think you've probably heard of, you know, is it kind and is it necessary? I think both of those things, you know, to, to keep in mind as you post about anything. Um, a lot of times when I'm tempted to post something, I, I actually just don't because it's not necessary and it might not be kind. So you have to really ask, and I think those, that, those two markers might work in terms of how to go about talking, getting into other people's heads, understanding what their background story is, understanding where they're coming from, because each of us have a different way of walking through our lives and has had different things that have happened to us and formed the way that we believe. And so basically it's all, it's basically it's the culture and the environment that can, can basically create our belief system and, and how we talk to ourselves basically. And, you know, with, you know, it works. And in a way, that's what you're showcasing with your art oh, as right. well. Yes. It's about, the art itself is about making a connection to other people in, in terms of what they see in it, what the two levels of what they can see in it, the visual and the narrative. And so now, uh, now getting back, I guess to the business, like I know this, they talked about, you know, like how how do you guys, you know, maintain, you know, you know, a level, I guess, stress-free environment where you don't have to worry about where the bills, where the the revenues are going to come from, I guess, you know, as an artist, because I know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, people can push you into, like, say working at, you know, working, working in corporate, basically, where you could have a stability, but 
how do you uh, how do you balance out that uh, stress level with uh, with what you guys do? Um, well, art is not usually a money maker, um, just percentage wise of the people who are in it and who can make a living from it. Um, we each have a different story as to how we do that. Um, in my case, I'm very thankful that my um, my husband's salary, our family basically income, um, allows me to explore this. Um, what I do pays all of the rent and all of the bills associated with art, but it would not be enough to put a roof over my head. Um, other people have similar stories uh, with their spouses. Uh, the spouse is the main breadwinner, or uh, they were in corporate, and they're no longer in corporate. They're retired, and now they're doing this. Or they, unlike me, um, are single with no family, so it's easier for them to make ends meet than it would be for a family to make ends meet. But we, if you, uh, we open our yeah. studios. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, sure. So it's a, it's a, every time we open our studios, it's a chance to get to know other people who are passing through um, from Houston or beyond, and they get to know our art. And then I work a lot on commission. So if they don't see something that they like, they can always let me know exactly what they want. And I know a lot of artists in our buildings do that. So that's another way of doing that, um, as well as projects outside. Um, like like the Houston Methodist project um, that I just did with all the employees signing the pieces, for example. So, yeah. Uh, and that's, and of course now, um, and of course one of the things that I that you know may not know that I, I you know I saw you know a couple months ago at the mm -hmm. art was he did a he did a commission of the former uh, Houston Astrodome. Which was in yes. words, basically. Yeah. And and of course now, of course the Astrodome is a historic landmark. So and so, can you can you share about that and how how that has you know you know helped people to keep a you know keep a good memory in addition to you know of the Astro Astrodome basically. Sure. So um, the Astrodome was part of the wider story of the Astros, which. It's a time that, you know, my husband has loved for years, and we've been watching them for years. And so the Astrodome piece was created before any of the whole, you know, winning the World Series went down. Um, just out of a love for that team and that team's presence in the city, uh, which was what the Astrodome symbolized, as well as a place that a lot of us saw the rodeo growing up in this town. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm a native Houstonian, so... Among those of us who are, I think the Astrodome has a special place in our hearts. And the words on that piece were all of the baseball facts and trivia from that time period that they were in the Dome, plus all of the different architectural specs that the Dome had that were so played up in the 60s because it was the first of its kind indoor stadium like that. And how, and of course now, like how, how important it is to have like a, you know, like 
you know, visualize, plan out, you know, these type of the works. It's like if you're going into like going into the unknown, basically, when you're creating these types of works. Um, I am a left-brained artist. I'm not a right-brained artist. So if you put a big flat white canvas in front of me and just gave me paint to throw at it. I would look back at you like a deer in the headlines. I plan everything. So I, I plan it. I plan the piece. Um, I use a graphics program to put things together, and then I hand draw everything from that kind of rough um, sketch that's digital. Um, so I take the digital sketch, print it out, hand draw everything, um, figure it out um, where it's going to go, and add paper if it's going to be behind it, add all the shapes that are going to go behind it. And then once all of that is placed, then I can start um, putting, filling in any words that go in there. And the words will come from a Word document that's also meticulously, you know, developed. Um, before. So it's a step-by-step -step process with me. It's, it's over when it's over, and I know how to begin and end it and all the steps in between. So that's, that's a very left-brained approach to art. And in and what you just said, like I guess you can say it it's the same way of how we should do uh, you know businesses or anyone should do the social media should plan out, send the content and also understand their audience basically. Yes, I think that's very important. I also think it's important even as an artist. I know it's hard for some artists, but take constructive criticism. Ask. It's I mean my feelings are not hurt. I need to know. This is important information. So if someone comes in and says, you know, I really think you should work bigger, or I really think you Hi. should do a golf course. I don't have to do a golf course or work bigger, but that's important. That's very good information to have. I always welcome that. Um, that does help me get to know my audience better. And um, as far as social media is concerned, yes. I mean, I didn't mention before that not only are our studio doors open, but all of us are active on social media because we have to be, because we have to get ourselves and our work out there every day uh, to a wider audience and let people know, yes, this is who I am. This is what I do. You know, this is how I do it. Thank you, ma'am. This is how I'm unique. So, yeah, and to plan all of that out is ideal for sure. Because every every social media platform is different. So. Okay, and can you show an example of what you, like what you mean? Because I know you know, I know Instagram is is one of the places where many can use to showcase their work as well. Yes, Instagram and artists go together like Twitter and writers go together, because we um, are not about words really, except for maybe me. But we're all about pictures. So we can post our work, and sometimes you finish a piece and you have to give it to a client, and it's at night, and you're delivering it, and it's dark, and you're taking a picture, and the light's not good. So in Instagram, you can actually play with it until it actually looks like you know it looks, even if you can't get a good picture of it. And so that's very important to artists as well, I think, because you can edit it and make sure that the colors come the way they come in a bright sunlight. So um, so we like being able to portray our work the best that it, it can be. And uh, Instagram allows us to do that. So, yeah. That's really awesome. So, so uh, who was your – why do you think it's important for anyone to have a mentor, you know, it, especially if it's, you know, 
whether artists or entrepreneurs? Well, I think that um, having someone to look to, well, I guess this applies to me in my position at the Silos on Sawyer, which is part of Sawyer Yards. I think that before I went to Sawyer Yards and became part of this community, um, I was missing the great minds around me that I currently have. You never want to be isolated or the smartest person in the room. So being surrounded by artists with so much more experience than I had when I came there has been fantastic for me. And I think in this community as well, uh, we can bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and, you know, where do you get your prints made? Where, um, how much do you charge for work? That's a really difficult question for artists. How to charge for our work? What pricing to use? Um, we all can ask each other anything, and we can, and so many heads are better than one. So that's, that's kind of cross-mentoring, I think, in that community. But also, it's really important, I believe, from a mentor's perspective to give something back because we feel privileged to be able to do this because we love doing it. And it's an honor to tell other people things that will allow them to do it too. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense there. It's like, you know, I mean, and I like the fact what you say, you know, you know try to, Try not to be the smartest person in the room because you can at least learn more from others. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, that's a, it's a privilege to be there. It's a, it's an honor to be there, and I, I'm very thankful to to be there. So many different people, and the thing is, we all do something different. So it's not a competitive environment per se. It's we make each other better, we up each other's game, but we're not. We're not at, at each other. We're helping each other um, because each of us has a niche that's different. We each do art in a different way. We have different clients. We have different uh, – everyone is going to look for their type of art and, you know, what might be – anyway, I, what I'm trying to say is that we each have people who walk by our studios and look in and say, eh, and then just kind of keep walking and we each have people who come in and are and love our work and they're different people. So there's room, you know, there's room for, for artists here and, and we know that. So we support each other. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh three, three more questions. Uh if you had the opportunity to spend one day with someone you admire past or present, outside your family members, uh to learn from from oh who would it be um i uh i think i'm going to have to say thoreau he may not want to spend time with me because <laughs> he liked to spend time alone <laughs> but um i just think the thoughts that he thought were so perfect for someone who loves nature, like I do. Are you caught? Are you someone who okay. loves solitude, like I do, because I'm an introvert. Um, I, I think that it's really his work. I just, I've used his work a lot in my work because it's, 
it's something that I keep getting stuck on and in a good way. So I think he would probably be there. Maybe Ayn Rand. I just read The Fountainhead. I thought that was really interesting. Her her ideas on the world are, are very interesting. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, more about uh, your work. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Uh, where can people find out more about your work? Ah, okay. Um, my website is my name dot com. So MarloSalcedo dot com and I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Art and LinkedIn awesome. too. Well, awesome. Well Marlo Saceo, again I want to say thank you for taking time on your busy schedule to be here and what's the word I'm truly honored. Uh, do you have any final words for our audience that's watching here on Facebook Live? I hope you listen to the show later on in the future. I, uh, yes, I forgot to say I'm on Facebook too, marlosalcedo.art. Um, yeah, um, whatever anyone wants to ask, they can go there and ask me as well later too. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm also said again, thank you for joining me. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. I'm also said again, uh, thank you for joining me. That's the word. Yes, thanks so much for having me.